0: Well, Brad, I'm thankful you're here, too. Thank you for sharing your word. Well, Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful. The calendar says so, and uh, it's kind of nice that our government says so, too. That's um, a great thing. But actually, we're to be thankful all the time, as you well know, and we are thankful often for the Lord's provision and for his blessing, for that which he does. But sometimes our circumstances are different, and we are to be thankful in spite of our circumstances. And in our difficult circumstances of life, it can be that it seems as if God is silent. And that's uh, the hardest thing. But the, the, the question is, how should we be thankful uh, in good times, in bad times, when we look ahead and we see difficulty, when we see darkness, or when we see the, the great things that God has uh, done for us? And one of the places uh, that I love to look to on a daily basis is the Psalms. And the reason I love the Psalms is because they tell the truth, and they tell life like it is. And they talk about the good times and they talk about the bad times. And I want to turn to a psalm that talks about the bad times. Um, But I want you to turn and look at Psalm 94. And the reason why I want to look at this psalm is because it tells us how to be thankful in difficult times. And this is an imprecatory psalm, which is a, a psalm of... Of really of cursing the wicked and praying for their destruction. And uh, that's rather interesting. Um, And I'm going to talk uh, in just a moment about a little bit of a difference we see in the New Testament from the Old. But here is a, a very strong psalm. And first it begins with a prayer. And it's a prayer to God for the destruction of the wicked. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs, O God, to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you have a sense of righteousness, you see wickedness clearly. And when you see wicked. Clearliness. There's a sense in which you see the need for judgment and the need for justice. I think that's right, and that's what the psalmist is praying for. He says, Lord, look at the, the wicked and see what they are doing and rise up, O God, and judge. And then as he continues, he gives really a warning and a warning about the vengeance to come. So in verses 4 through and following, he says this this warning, really, 4 through verse 15. They utter speech and speak insolent things. All the workers of iniquity boast in themselves. They break in pieces your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. And they say, Lord... The Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob understand. Then he says there's, there's a need for wisdom here. There's a need for the wicked to be wise. And so he calls for this wisdom. Understand, you senseless among the people, and you fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? He who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who instructs the nations shall he not correct he who teaches man knowledge the Lord knows the thoughts of a man that they are futile. Then he turns and he turns to speak to the those who understand and those who see. Blessed is the man whom you instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law, that you may give him the rest of the days of adversity rest from the days of adversity. Until the pit is dug for the wicked, for the Lord will not cast off his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment will return to the righteous and the upright in heart will follow it. When you look at this and you say, well, this is, this is justice. This is right. This is true. Uh, this is all very good. Then there's sort of, there's a word of comfort that's given. And in this word of comfort, I think you see the place where in the difficult times, you see the things that you can be thankful for. It turns very personal at this point. It says, who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. So what he's doing in this passage is he's looking up to see the Lord. And he recognizes that in the times of adversity, in the times of difficulty, it is it is the the foundation. It is the Lord who holds us. And we see, when you turn to the Lord, you, you see above the circumstances that you may be facing or we may be facing, and you see the goodness of God, and you see his faithfulness. And when my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord. This is, this is a strong contrast from vengeance to mercy. He says, vengeance upon the wicked, mercy upon me, because, Lord, I've Belong to you. My foot slips. Your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. Then he comes to this last word, this little conclusion, and says, Shall the throne of iniquity, which devises evil by law, have fellowship with you? Again, he's speaking to the Lord. They gather together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent. But the Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their wickedness. The Lord, our God, shall cut them off. He speaks here of, of the Lord being my defense. That's a that's a word for the stronghold. It'd be a, an elevated place when the weapons of warfare are determined by gravity. But it's a high place. It's a stronghold. And it's a place of security and safety. It's where you run when you're in trouble. And you run to the Lord. And he's that high place that will give us that security and safety that we need. And then he says this word, the the rock. I think it's some 20 times in the Psalms the word rock is used. And My God, the rock of my refuge. And that rock is a place of stability and security. And again, the refuge is the high place where you run and flee for protection. So you have this this God who defends. In the face of all that the wicked want to do, we have a God who, who stands and fights for us. And as I was looking at this psalm, and I was looking at the God of this psalm, I I find the reason to be thankful, but it's also interesting. In the Old Testament, it seems like there's a, 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 a bit of a difference. You can test me on this, but it's a bit of a difference between the Old Testament looking at the wicked and crying out for vengeance and what we have in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it seems like There are many passages you can turn to where the Lord fights for you. Fights for you. When you turn to the New Testament, and I'll give you a passage to turn to, which you can turn to Philippians in just a moment. But in the the New Testament, it's like the God fights in us and through us. It's hard to find a passage in the New Testament where we're praying for vengeance upon the wicked. There are more passages in the New Testament. We are to pray for the wicked. And what are we praying for? We we should pray for their salvation. We should pray for the gospel of Jesus Christ that has saved us to be the gospel that saves them. In the Old Testament, there was prayer for vengeance upon the wicked and rightly so. In the New Testament, it's like this God, instead of all these passages where the God comes and fights for us, we run to the fortress, which is always true, and the the rock of our salvation, and, and we stand firm upon, always true, always for us. But the emphasis in the New Testament is the God who fights in us, inside of us, not fights against us, but in. Gives us strength to fight. Be strong in the strength of the Lord and the power of his might. Philippians chapter 2, in verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. If you want to see passages which talk about the God working in us to empower us, to strengthen us, I think you come to the New Testament for that. When you're looking for the God who fights for us, and sometimes it would be nice if there was, we could. Call down vengeance from God upon the wicked. And, and those who are opposed and say, may those who are opposed to almighty God, may they suffer the consequences. They will suffer the consequences. But in the New Testament, it's this God who works in us so that we look at the wicked and we say they need the Savior. They need to be saved. And this is the God who works in us, both to will and to do according to his purposes. This is the God who strengthens our hearts and fights in us with strength and power that we may be gracious and merciful and, and see truth in the, in the world that is before us. That's rather interesting. I just think you, you can test me on that. In the Old Testament, the God fighting outwardly for us. Come to my aid. There's an enemy over there. I need you to fight the enemy. The New Testament is a God who comes in us to be strong and empowered to face the foe. The image of the Christian life is the soldier in armor, the armor of God. And he empowers us to stand and to be faithful. So we should be thankful for the God who fights for us and the God who fights in us and through us. That we can stand in 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 the days of adversity. We look at our world today and we see great darkness. We see darkness in America. We see darkness in the world. We see evil in the world. Things that have taken place in Israel are just evil. And the the, the wickedness that is just openly practiced in America today is evil. It's dark. So how do we face this? We say, well, Lord... Judge the wicked. He will judge the wicked. That day is coming. But it seems our cry should be for the salvation of the lost. And God working in us and through us. That we can stand in a day of wickedness by the strength and power that God gives us. To be faithful to him. And that's the reason to be thankful. That's the reason to be thankful every day. Thank you God for giving me the strength and power to live for you today to be strong for you today, to stand for you today. Thank you for all the blessings, all the resources you give in the good times, in the difficult times, but always we have the Lord. And we have the Lord in us to stand for him. And that's a great reason to be thankful. And just like it says in the Old Testament, the Lord will never forsake his people. It also says in the Lord, I will no, never leave you. I will no, never forsake you. I will no, never leave you. I will no, never forsake you. That's the God that we have. So we look at the days ahead of us and say, may the light shine in our hearts. And may the light shine through our hearts to a lost and dying world. And yes, may God render vengeance upon the wicked. It's a great prayer in the Old Testament. It would be a great prayer as well. But may God save the wicked. I Like in in Habakkuk, my my prayer for the wicked is, and for the just, is, In your wrath, God, remember mercy. Habakkuk. In your, I think it's chapter 3, verse 2. In your wrath, remember mercy. God has been merciful to us. We pray that God will be merciful to many, and the Lord will come soon. We have a great hope in him. So have a great Thanksgiving day, and your, may your hearts be rejoicing in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have reason, great reason to rejoice in a lost and dying world. May God accomplish his purposes in us and through us to his glory. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are always with us. You are the rock and the refuge and the fortress for us. And we're thankful that we can always call upon you and you always hear us and you always answer. We're thankful that your love never fails and your truth is always being accomplished in and through our lives. We're thankful for the inward working of the Holy Spirit within us that we may be faithful to you. And that we may stand in a dark and dying world. Lord, we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ will come. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. We pray for the blessings that you give. We're thankful that we can gather as families and friends today and rejoice in all that we have in Christ Jesus. We have a great Savior. So thank you for the blessings. Thank you for a day of thanksgiving when we can thank you and give you the honor and glory that you richly deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.